This project is an honest and in-depth perspective of and from former students at Milton Hershey School. We call ourselves MILTS. An organic, open discussion of life before, during, and after attending MHS. MILTS Podcast. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Welcome back to Milk Talk Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. We have a fantastic special guest, our brother Kayvon. Welcome, Kayvon. What it is, Kay. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Huge fan yeah, of the man, podcast, and then I'm excited to be on it. Yeah, thanks what's for up, making time for We know you're out on the West Coast, right? you out on the West Coast right now? That's right. I, sorry, I was on mute. No, uh, I'm going to stop muting myself. But yeah, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the West Coast right now. Okay, and what class are you in for the people who don't know? Because this, let me let me just stop there. The podcast is for Milts and people who want to know about Milton Hershey School. So some, you know, some of the people you grew up with or graduated with know you, but some of the older folks, even some of the younger folks don't know you. So can you give us your full name and what year you graduated? Yeah, absolutely. I'm Kayvon Asamani, graduated class of 2014. Okay. Okay. 2014. Yeah. Um, so I know you said you're out in the West Coast right now. I wanted to ask you. Do you keep up with Gary Gilliam? Isn't he out there? Uh, yeah, that's my guy. We yeah. see each other all the time. We're actually in the same city right now. I, okay. I live, I, I live in, in San Francisco. He lives in like a suburb of Seattle. But um, I'm in Seattle right now because my girlfriend lives here and we're all working from home. So okay. Gary and I are actually in the same city. We talk all the time. And usually when I come and visit Seattle for, um, you know, to, to see my girlfriend, I usually see Gary when I'm out here. So. Okay. He, he's doing well. I haven't seen him during quarantine time because we're taking physical distancing seriously. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's my guy. We, we were trying to get him more. Hopefully we'll be able to get him on down the road. But I think, wasn't he working on a project himself? Yeah, he's working on a really exciting project. And I've been, I've been fortunate enough to, 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 be, to be involved in some extent uh, with the project. So I'm a huge advocate of the project. Can, can talk about it. Nobody can talk about it as well as he and Corey Dupree can. But uh, but but uh, it's it's an incredible thing that he's doing, and and I'll talk to him about maybe getting on this podcast because uh, I think it's something that he'd really be interested in doing. Yeah, man, this is about trying to bring everybody together. You know, like I said, uh, a lot of times people know people from the classes, you know, maybe four or five years ahead of you or four or five years behind you, but there's huge gaps between uh, you know, the alumni, and and this is a way for us to tie it all together. So um, absolutely. So you graduated in 2014. What did you do after the milk? First of all, before I answer the questions, I just want to say that I'm a huge fan of you guys in, in, in this podcast. Um, you know, I want to make sure I got some time and space to say that while we're recording and sharing publicly. And I, I, I uh, want to thank everybody tuning in and, and encourage everybody to spread the word because this is an incredible thing that you guys are doing. I think it's a great way to bridge the, the alumni community together. Yeah. And and I'm 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 here for it. I'm I'm thanks, completely man. here for it. So thanks thanks for letting me come on. It's an honor to be on here with you guys. No nah, man, we we really appreciate it. That's you know that's uh that's what this is for. It's it's not about us, just the people that are here doing this, but it's about milts collectively and the and the voices and the stories and the experiences that we all had there. Um, you know, like right. so I, going back to it, what did you do after the milk? I want to give the people a you know. Tell them who you are so they understand who they're talking to, who they're listening to. Yeah, for sure. So I graduated in 2014 and I went straight to the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School of okay. Business. Um, and over there, I'm actually, I, I didn't, I didn't plan, plan it this way, but I'm wearing my, one of my Wharton fleeces right now. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, I, I went there for undergrad it's because I always, always wanted to go to uh, 
the best business school in the, in the world. That's and it. at the time, that, that's, that's, what, that's what they were saying it was. And I was fortunate enough to get in there out of Milton Hershey. And um, I went there and I studied, I studied economics and management. And wh- while I was there, I really tapped into my creative hobbies and passions and pursuits. and made a lot of music, did some fashion, did some fashion things, um, and just like a, a series of other, of other things. And uh, got, got a lot of experience doing that while I was in college and learned a ton. And then when I was done with college, I, I, I didn't feel like I was ready. And I still don't feel like I'm ready to do that full time. But I did feel like those experiences that I got were really relevant to going and building things at a larger tech company. And so that's what brought me to Facebook, which is where I am now. And I've been there since I graduated college in 2018. Facebook, I work, I work like manager. And our job as a product manager is to, is to basically products at Facebook. So things that are used by billions of people and, and build those products from start to finish. And as a, as a, as a product manager, you work in teams of, of other cross-functional partners who are all really, really solid and talented at what they do. And as a, as a product manager, you're supposed to stay, stay, stay in touch with what the pro- problem is that you're trying to solve and what the vision is that you're trying of what you're trying to build and ultimately building that thing and delivering it to the world. Man, if that don't sound like the milk, I don't know what does. What? <laughs> dealing with all different kinds of people, plus your music, you know what I mean? You're dealing with producers and all different kinds of people that, I wish we would have known you was in the Philly area. All of us are, are, you know, mostly based in the Philadelphia area, and it would have been nice. Oh to wow! You. Yeah, man. So well, that's well, when I first met him was down in Philly at a um, mill event at um, like a, a picnic or whatever. Um, down at um, was it JF RFK uh, RFK down by the stadium? FDR. Oh, that's right. FDR FDR Park. That's where uh, that's I met. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember that. And you know, that's that's funny actually that you bring that up. That you bring up that you guys are in Philly, but we. But I didn't. I didn't meet the majority of you in Philly. But now we're talking, and I'm across the country. I think this physical. I, I think this physical distancing thing. One of the things that it's really taught me, and I think it's teaching a lot of people this. But one of the things it's taught me is that that uh, you know you can become you can get close with people no matter where you are because this is our only option. This is our only right. option. The, the yeah. track of people is is virtually. So you know, you guys, we were in the same city, um, and, and we never got together. But now, when when there's even more of a need to get together. Uh, that's the time when we've done it, when we can't even see each other physically. So that's, that's pretty powerful in my mind. Yeah, so I did I also read that you were, um, maybe your family is from Baltimore? That's right. That's where I'm originally okay. from. Okay. And so do you, did, do you have brothers and sisters, siblings that went to the mill or was it just you? Yeah, I do. I do. My older brother and my younger sister came to the, to the mill with me on the 25th, 2006. I was, in, I was in fifth grade. My older brother was in eighth grade and my younger sister was in third grade. And there are no other siblings. Like, it's all three of us. And so they all graduated? I, you said the one was in third grade. So she's still now 2014. My numbers are up. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I'm, the, time, time goes fast. It blows my mind, too. She's about to graduate college. So wow. she's she, – but, yeah, she did graduate from the middle. So did my brother. And, you know, th- those are the closest people to me in my life. So yeah, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from them. I'm really lucky I got to go to the milk with them. And they're crushing it. They're yeah. crushing it. So, yeah, I'm really, really proud of them. I know the three of us heard you speak at Webb's um, funeral. And for those yeah. out there that are listening who don't know, Webb, uh, Lewis Webster, Mr. Webster, was a um, dear teacher and coach at the Milt. And he really impacted a lot of students at the school over the years. You hear the gap. We graduated 90. 87, um, Kayvon's 2014, we all still know Mr. Webster, um, rest in peace. Can you tell us the impact that he had on you? 
Oh my goodness. I don't think we have enough time for me yeah. to talk about the full impact he's had on me. I, I bet you guys would all say the same thing, but Absolutely. I mean, web web is like a sensitive topic for me. Um, and just because he's so, he was so important to me. Um, I, you know, to, to give you a sense, like for a living, I get in front of people, I get in front of big groups of people and I talk and I communicate, whether that's with my music or with my, with my, with what I do at work. Um, all those things, that's what I do. And, I was really, 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 I guess like the highest honor I've ever received in my life is getting the opportunity to, to share my condolences at Webb's funeral. Just because as you guys saw, there were so many people there and not everybody was able to, to, to speak. Um, and the fact that I, that I was somebody that got to speak was like, like meant the world to me. at the same time. It was also the, one of the only things that shook me up like when, when, when being in front of people, like, I think now I've become, I don't know if you could become a professional speaker in front of people, but if, if there is such a thing then maybe I'm close to that, but, and so saying, I only say that to say that I don't usually get nervous, but you know, at, at his funeral, I, I, um, I, I, it was hard. It was hard for me to stay, <laughs> to stay composed up there. So, so I don't know what you guys thought of what I shared, but hopefully all, all I, all I hope it did is a dead justice to the web, which I think is impossible to do given how, how impactful he was to all of us. But back to your, back to your original question. It's like, um, you know, I met Webb when I was in the sixth grade and he was, he was working more closely with my brother who was in the ninth grade because my brother was in the high school student government. And at the time, that's what, that's what, that was one of Webb's primary responsibilities with the students was the student government responsibilities. And I was in the, I was in the middle school student government. My brother was senior division and I met him and he immediately took a, took a liking and an interest in me which I really appreciated because at that time, not many people had done that. That was only my second year at the mill and I hadn't really done anything of, uh, uh, of relative importance for anybody to really take a, take an investment in me. But, but Webb did. And when I got to high school, um, you know, when I got to high school, he put me on the executive branch. My brother was on the, was on the executive branch. He was the student body president as a senior and I was a freshman and he put me on the executive branch of the student government instead of putting me in, in like a class caucus because he felt that I was, I was ready for that scale of leadership. And just to give, to give folks, a, folks some context, it, it, because people might be listening in times before there was an executive branch, um, executive branch is responsible for student body, student government from pre-K through 12th grade, as opposed to the class caucuses, which would have just been the freshman class, sophomore, junior, and senior classes, right? right. Um, so so he, he took that interest in me and let me get leadership experience early and he taught me a lot i used to be very much like uh, a clown like a joke i was always like a really really big uh like really yeah. great student but i was a class clown at the same time but he helped me not be the funny guy who could lead but instead be the leader who could also be funny yeah. and he also humbled me a lot he took me i mean there were there were times when um like there was a my sophomore year going to my junior year i was i was a little bit arrogant and um I, I kind of felt entitled, quote unquote, to the presidency. Um, and a lot of people thought that I was going to become the president's student body. And I was the vice president at the time. And when the announcement came out, because it's not an election, it's more uh, like an uh, appointment. When, when, the, um, when the elections came out, not only did I not get the presidency, but I was demoted. <laughs> I was like no longer vice president. Either. And at the time I was like, this is, this is uh, like, I was devastated, right? I was a kid and I was like something that I, it was really important to me. But what it taught me was that, like, look, this isn't about me. This is about the team. This is about the student body. And right. it's like, if the, the more I make it about the Kayvon, though, there's like, this is the Kayvon's 
program kind of thing, the less effective we're going to be as leaders. And if I really do care about the student body, I'm still going to stick around, even though I'm not, I don't have as prestigious of a title. And, um, and, and if not, then I should leave. And I stuck around and that, that was a really strong year for me to develop as a leader. And I told Webb, I was like, look, whether I'm president or not my senior year, that doesn't matter. Like what's more important to me is, is being able to serve the student body as best as I can. Eventually he did appoint me to become the president for my senior year. And that was the year that he retired. So he retired halfway through the year. So I was with him the first half of the year, but the second half of the year he retired and they had no backfill. So all the responsibilities he had, they basically entrusted in me Yeah, as a senior in high school. So he had a plan, you know what I mean? He did. And, <laughs> and, and I don't like want to talk too much on his, I talk forever, but just to, just to, just to wrap it up, um, I could talk about him forever, but just to wrap it up, like that took me into college where, where a lot of people I was going to college with and, and continue to, to, to see in my life, where, where a lot of people care about titles and levels and prestige and all of these things, all these like things on the outside that in the grand scheme don't really matter. He taught me not to think about that. So when I got to college, it was more about the impact. It was more about the message. It was more about the vision, what you're actually building. And, wow. I, and I credit a lot, a lot of my, my success that, I've, that I'm humbled to, to have had so far. Like, I credit a lot of that to him. And he always stayed as somebody who was a really close figure in my life. And, and just, to, just to lose him the way that we did was, was heartbreaking. But now I just every day I try to make him proud. But yeah, that's what Webb meant to me. Hey, hey Kay, uh, just to just to, I mean, I know you wanted to wrap it up about Webb. I mean, we could all probably sit here and talk to, about Webb for the duration right. of the whole yeah. episode. But my question is, um, if you do, you still have that poem that you read at at his uh, yeah. ceremony? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, would you mind sharing that? Like, if you could somehow bring it. I don't know if you have access to it now. But. I have access to it. Let me let me. I sent it to Yula. Let me ask Yula. Just because okay. I, I want to make sure she's okay with it, like going out. I'm sure she's fine with it, but I want to. I want to check with her, right. Eula Webster. Um, right. But yeah, as soon as as soon as she gives me the green light, yeah, let me. I'll send that right to you guys. And and if you get a hold yeah. of it and we get the green light, we'll put it up with your episode when we drop it. So everybody who wasn't fortunate enough to go to the funeral or the celebration of life will you know will share it with them. Okay, no, I appreciate yeah, that. Was yeah. that was amazing? That poem. Yeah, oh, thank you so was, much. Right. You, know, you guys know Web. Web. Web would have. Web would have tried to clown me after. Hey, so so speaking of this poem, because I actually took a note here, and um, at one point during the poem, I personally felt like, and I don't, I don't. Unfortunately, I'm not educated on your history at the mill. I don't really know which, and I'm not sure. That the, like I heard you say, you perform. I'm not sure if you sing. I'm not sure if you rap. Right. However, I heard at one point it was a rhythmic flow in this poem. Mm-hmm. I felt like this kid is about to start rapping, and <laughs> I was getting ex- I was getting emotionally charged up for that. Um, and so my question is: So do you rap? Yeah. Did you yeah, want that to be a rap initially? Like it felt like at some point I felt like it was spoken word that was going to be charged into a rap, but I don't know if you were just trying to like. You know, it was a funeral, and yeah, you know, yeah. You know. Yes, yeah. So that's a that's a um that's a that's a good question. So yes, I rap. Um, I I do okay. it. I I do it. Like that's what I do with my creative time. I, I've I've done a lot of performing all over the country, and it's like that's what I love to do. And it's something that um that Webb always really supported me, and even back in high school when a lot of people didn't necessarily think it was going anywhere. I've been lucky because it's, it's, it's done, it's done better than 
I would have imagined. And I think it's going to get even better, but, um, but it definitely, when I was with Webb, it really hadn't gotten anywhere yet. So what happened was, uh, Yola Webster reached out to me and she asked me if I would speak, uh, because she feels like Webb would have wanted that. And she asked me if I could do it in song because Webb was a really big fan of my raps, even the ones that didn't do that well back when I was in high school. And, and so I, I wanted to put that together at the same time. Um, that was the first time I've ever gone to a funeral. So I didn't really know how, how, what, what the approach was when people do it in song or when they, or when they just speak. And I wanted to be very, very careful to make sure that this wasn't about me and was more about web. So I felt like if I was a little bit too flashy with like my, my, uh, my rap skills, um, it, it might've like, it might've, it might've shifted the tone or shifted the attention on, on, on somewhere I didn't want, where I didn't want it to be. So that's why I kept it the way that I did. But, but I'll tell you what, there were some other people who had some musical performances that just like blew my mind. They yeah. charged me up oh, in a way that maybe you were hoping yeah. that my thing would charge you up. And I was like, that was beautiful. You know, I agree. That was really, yeah. that was amazing. But I just want to make sure you knew that your point, even though you didn't rap, we it singing. came off and it wasn't like you said, it was very respectful the way you did it. But oh, I can, I can really feel yourself holding yourself back. Because you know, I mean, I mean, I just I appreciated it though. And you know, we yeah. were all kind of next to each other in a row, and I right. felt like we were all like kids yeah, got come. you know talent. Yeah. And you know, oh, I'm, I, not a, I'm not a big talker. People with talent, I just I but I observed that, that and I you know I really appreciate that. So thank you for that. That that means a lot. Yeah, I tried to make sure so I had that spoken word rhythmic flow kind of thing, but yeah, uh, I, I did kind of hold back a little bit. <laughs> All right, Kay. So, a question for you. So, you you said you have uh, two siblings. Um, what made you qualify to go to the mill in the first place, and how did you learn about the mill? Yeah. So, just like anybody else went to the mill, some some really messed up happened to me. Um, in my case, in my case, it was the domestic violence in my own home. When I was nine years old, my father attempted to murder my mother, and he effectively did. He left her brain dead in a vegetative state. Uh, where she remains to this day. And that was when I was nine years old. That was in July of 2005. And so essentially we were orphaned at a young age. Uh, he, he did what he did. He put us in a car and he dropped us off at his sister's house. And then he turned himself into prison where he's, where he's been serving a life sentence ever since. And um, my, my family that he dropped us off with ended up just dropping us off in the street like, like a month later. So we didn't really have anywhere to go but then there were other, other family members, two in particular, my uncle and my cousin, uh, one of my uncles and one of my cousins, I should say. But they'd, they'd been involved in my life, my whole upbringing, even when my dad wasn't around. Because we were, we were really raised by just my mom and my dad was in and out. Um, and and when, when I lost both of them, basically, those two figures who had been in our lives a lot, which is that uncle and that cousin, they stayed when a lot of other family kind of just like gave up on us. Right. And, and what happened was my, my cousin is crazy, crazy to think about it. My cousin was, what was the age that I am now? 24 and took three kids that weren't his. And you got to remember this cousin, we're first generation Americans. My, my parents were Iranian. So my cousin uh, came from Iran when he was 15 mm-hmm. and his first, his first day in the U S the FBI was taking my dad away for something he did when I was, when I was really young, well, like, you know, when I was like two years old, when he came to this country. 
when, when my cousin came to this country. So he's been dealing with like the problems that my family's been having from the beginning. And so like, you know, he dropped out of high school, he got his GED, but he still like made a really, really good life for himself uh, despite all the obstacles they had faced and all the support he gave us. And then when he was 24 years old, you know, this burden, burden really, but in, in his mind, it's a blessing, but um, you know, you might call it a burden where you got three kids that now you're taking care of. So we were on welfare, we were on food stamps, like you name it, we were on, we were on government assistance. And, um, and, um, that was the case for us. And I also had an uncle who was still, both of these people are still really involved in my life. And, and he w- was also involved in our life and he was, he has been extremely helpful to us as well. Like those two guys basically saved our lives. And how I heard about the milk was, you know, we were going through where I was going to school. It was really important to my uncle and my cousin that I stayed in a good school system, the one that my mom had us in. So we were in like a really good public school system. So the kids I went to school with didn't really have the type of situation that I had. So everybody heard about it. And then one of my classmates, his dad, uh, he, he went to the Mill Hershey school. So I don't know if you guys know him because he graduated in 1975, but his name is Peter Balgarino. And we were introduced to him by my first grade teacher right where me and this classmate had a class together even though i was in fifth grade when this happened i was still in touch with my first grade teacher i was no sorry i was in like third fourth grade when this happened but um somewhere after third grade but yeah i was still involved uh with like my first grade teacher and and uh he she introduced us to my friend's parent and we applied for the school and um pete bulgarino to his credit and i'll forever be grateful to him for this but he called mike weller and whoever was involved in like in, in the school at the time. And he called them every single day and said, take all three of these kids. These are great kids. And, you know, the admissions committee and, you know, there's some, some names that come to mind are like, uh, uh, you know, Stacy, Deb, um, from admissions, Jay Garvey, those kind of people. And then there's also like, you know, Mike Weller. Um, there's probably more that I'm missing, but basically Pete Walgreeno was calling these folks and we eventually all got in and all got to go at the same time. And then Bill and Hershey just saved our lives. That's the story. Thank you for sharing that, dude. Yeah. Like, that's that's awesome. I, I was just going to say, it's crazy how full circle things come. You know, yeah. um, Mike Weller was there. Obviously, he was a milk. And then he was there working at the school when we all were there. And we've had him on as a guest already. And, and yeah. uh, you know, we're all thinking about Mike and what he's going through right now. But yep. it's just crazy how it all comes full circle. Um and, and I think it's, can you tell the people what Milton Hershey school means to you? I mean, we've talked about oh, the web man. influence and all that stuff, but like how you can get on here and talk to us about the school, having never met us, this, this connection that we have as Milts. What oh yeah. It's so real. I mean, um, where do I even start? So let me, let me, let me put it this way. Uh, where I grew up, Baltimore, Maryland, um, there I went to a good school so I'm lucky lucky for that but like everything else was really really hard and my mom especially given our circumstances and my mom was like the most important figure to me in my life ever she still is and one of the things that she always taught me when I was really young was to always look for opportunity in every situation even when it seems like there isn't any and she was telling me that in, in Baltimore, Maryland, right? And it was, yeah, I was young. I was like, you know, just as young and naive as I continue to be to this day, but probably even more naive mm-hmm. um, and, and, uh, and like overly optimistic. But I was looking for opportunity in places where there really wasn't any, right? But I was like forced to try to, to, to 
to learn that muscle of like, or build that muscle that, that there is something out there. And you guys know what it is. Like, um, you, you know, like we grow up where we all grew up before Milton Hirsch. It's like, you learn to be resourceful, right? You learn how to make do with Absolutely. what you have. So, mm-hmm. so that's what we did. That's what we did. And, um, so that, that was like already default. Right. And then we go to Milton Hershey and it's like, okay, your, your mentality is look for opportunity in every situation, no matter what, no matter what it is. Right. But now you're at Milton Hershey where there's every single opportunity left and right. You name it. What you want to, you want to get in a music, right. You want to make music. There's, there's band, right. You want to play sports. There's sports. You want to, do well in school there's school you know you want to be well fed you know there's food like you know (laughs) there's there's so much that like i just didn't have and i was still i was young but at least i was old enough to understand like to to not take this thing for granted because i Mm -hmm. I do think sometimes that gets lost but but man like i got to know hershey i was like this is crazy and then to to make matters even more i don't want to call them dire or worse but to make matters even more significant uh my uncle my cousin were like look this is your shot like if you don't make it here we have no place for you right right you're going you're going to the orphanages like you have nowhere to go and we were like okay so we can't mess this up so you know as soon as i got here that was the mentality and then boom things took off like i you know milton hershey it was just like what do i want to do in my life what do i want to be like what is it that i want to accomplish in this world all right now go do it because there's every resource to do it go figure out how to do it and Milton, what Milton Hershey means to me, because I could talk about all the activities. And yeah. really, I don't know how much we have time for it, but like in summary, like what Milton Hershey means to me is like, this is a vehicle through which I can achieve my dreams. And I can essentially learn how to give back to people who came from similar to what I came from, like do for other kids what Milton Hershey did for me. And this is a place where I can learn how to do that. And, you know, I did that. I was really fortunate. I had a great time at Milton Hershey and I learned a lot, made a lot of mistakes, but also learned a lot and did a lot of cool things. And then when I got out, you know, I just took, took that same mentality with me. And that stays with me to this day. It's like, what do you want to do in this world? What do you want to achieve in this life? How do you want to get back? Hey, Ron, when, um, and, and go ahead and do it. When you were in uh, the school, because we talk about a lot on this podcast, basically, that while we were in school, we knew we were all there kind of for the same reason, but you didn't really know your other housemates' stories or anything. Right. Did your roommates or other housemates, did they know your story when you went in and vice versa? Like, did you ever talk about people's, you know, your friends' stories, why they were there or any of that? That's a good question. You know, for me, my story was a little bit more apparent just because people would ask questions like, why have I never met your mom or dad? Wow. And, I, and I, was, I, was, I was just like more open about it. I wasn't going to be, you know, I couldn't lie. I couldn't right. be like, you know, no. I don't know. Or like, they're just not, <laughs> they're just working. Like yeah. I, I was, I was pretty, pretty open about it. Um, some, I would say that it varies as far as like what I knew from my other friends. I would say for the most part, I didn't know uh, what they were going through, but I will say that regardless, like of what I knew or what I didn't know, it was just like, like, you, like you alluded to, it was just powerful to be in the same places as, as a bunch of people who, came from humble beginnings, rough backgrounds, and we're, we were all in this together to try to make mm-hmm. something out of ourselves. That's Absolutely. huge. That's huge yeah. that you said that because that's what this podcast uh, initially started was, you know, there's, I didn't, I don't know all of Jack's story. I don't know V's right. story. I don't know Jessica's whole story. You just gave us your story. You know what I'm saying? Like we're right, right. trying to make this a platform where everybody mm-hmm. can share all their stories 
in yeah. their own words and say, you know, what they felt about the mill, what they, you know, who they, who they vibe with and, you know what I mean, all the different influences from the milk and all that. And that's exactly what this is about. So that was perfect, man. That was perfect. Yeah, that was great question well, too, Jeff. And, just and shows thank you. That just you. you know, doesn't matter what your background is. You can, you know, a lot of people use you know their bad background as an excuse for oh this is this and this is and real. You are a prime example of that you can totally overcome anything that is set in your you know that was handed to you. Yeah, yeah I, I got to tell you, man. I, I know a lot of people. I've met a lot of people over my time, you know, and, and you're inspiring, just your mm-hmm. energy. Like I oh, said, I, I, I never really met you in person, but just hearing you talk and, and your positive energy, it's inspiring. So I can see why Webb jumped in behind you and yeah. you know, um, why the milk still looks at you as a champion. And, you know, uh, we're, we're just really happy that you made time for us to come on here and share. We'd probably love to have you come back on another time um, yeah. down the road. Wait, before you wrap up, Jay, I got a oh. question, bro. Lay it. I got a question so, because I feel like this is going to be my thing now. Um, so, uh, I know. Bill, I and by the way, by the way, guys, uh, if you guys want to go, I don't know if you're like chopping this up after or whatever. If you have time, I can go probably to like um, three thirty your time. If you guys want that extra time, but if you guys have other places to be, I totally get it. No, no, no. We want as long as you. No. Oh yeah, yeah. Take yeah all yeah. of that. <laughs> we don't have so, any place. So while we got you, look. So I got a question. The question is, um, milks that were were in a school with you um, before before graduation and got out. Do you have any that you remember and wish that they would have stayed? Like people who you're saying who got who kicked out or left. People that may have gotten kicked out, or oh, people yeah. that maybe just got out on their own. Um, that you wish could have stayed. Some friends of yours, maybe. Oh man, I got so many. I mean, I don't wow. know if you want me to name them, but like, uh, you know, I, I probably won't name them, but I could like, that's the hardest part about it because it's like, once you're a milk, you're always a milk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, I feel like you probably, you guys probably have, I'd be curious to hear what you guys think. You guys probably have friends where you're like, you wish they made it through. But in my, in my case, like, yeah. you know, some of my closest friends that I met in elementary school that just didn't make it all the way through for whatever reason. Even they, to this day, wish that they made it all the way through. And they're like, you know, I was, I was a kid. I didn't really get it. Or I was just silly and I've gotten in trouble. That's kind of the thing. Or my parents didn't get in. They brought me out kind of thing. Um, but, man, like, I do wish that we all got to graduate. Right. So, so you, yeah. you really kind of went into my next question by saying, if you talked to them, what their reaction would be. And you mentioned the fact that a lot of them wish that they would have st- stuck around. And I always thought personally, like if I, I wish I could have had it, I wish I'd have been older or more mature enough to tell them. Because I feel like at that point we were all like, "Yeah, get out! You should get out." And, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. that, you know, that was, I feel like that was a lot of our advice back, then, especially you know around ninth, tenth grade. We're like, "Yeah, be, if you can get out of here, break out." You know, <laughs> so you know we heard stories where uh, one 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 uh, guy's brother made it to Philly a couple times. You know, which I thought was amazing, you know. Uh, so, but the next question I had, so, and this is something that personally happened to me, is did you ever, like, wonder about a milk that, especially since you graduate, like, man, I wonder where so-and-so is at, whether they graduated or not, and you actually were able to find them, and maybe the reception wasn't what you were looking for? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, right before I get to that, I do want to just uh, 
close off, uh, add something to, to, to the previous point, which is that it's funny because I don't know if it was like this when you guys were there, but when I was there, it's like, when we're at known Hershey, everybody's complaining about something, myself included, like, yeah. like, um, the, 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 the uniform or sometimes, mm, you know, at time, sometimes like yeah. the chores, the food, like <laughs> the, what, what it is that I got to do, um, right. on a day to day, like think like we were all just kids, like thinking that I was dumb. And I think back, like I go back and I love the food. I go back and I'm like, yeah, I'm so right. glad I learned how to do this chore. <laughs> I go back right. and it's like, you know, uh, just like put me through this again. It's like that weird thing, but it's like, yeah. you, know, you know, that it made you who you are. I want to say that. Also, another thing I want to say in case you don't go back to it is like this idea that like we all went to a school where everybody came from something difficult and um, came from something difficult and then came to the school. I think like that's incredible. And I think there's a lot that we could talk about in terms of how that trend, why that transit, why that makes the transition after Milner Hershey, especially difficult because that's something that I dealt with, which is like, you know, I left Milton Hershey and now I was no longer in a place where we all came from a disadvantage mm -hmm. with this Milton Hershey common ground. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I was going to college where a lot of the kids, I mean, everybody has their own sets of, uh, sets of problems. I don't want to undermine anybody's problems, but you know, the kids I were going, going to with college, some of them were having, were having family come in and, and, and like give them like chicken noodle soup while they were doing finals and like live with them and like i'm over here like what well, i haven't had a parent since i was nine years old kind of thing like, so, like that ramen noodle yeah exactly exactly that's right. it. like relying on my meal yeah. plan like right. that's it yeah. um but and there's been a lot of that that i just feel like i learned and um but anyway we can talk about that another time to answer your question like uh warm reception uh or not from from reaching out to people <laughs> who i either graduated with or not or, or, or didn't graduate with didn't graduate with uh, that's, it's funny cause this is actually pretty topical. Now there's recently been a class of 2014 group chat. Um, and wow, if you're in 24, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that if you're in 2014 and, uh, aren't in the chat and you're watching this, then let me know. We'll, we'll see what we can do about getting you in there. I'm not the <laughs> moderator of this group chat, but uh, I was added to it. Disclaimer. I was added to it. Yeah. yeah. Disclaimer. But it's funny cause like a, a bunch of people now were in touch that like, I just didn't, um, I haven't talked to probably since I graduated, but now, now I get to talk to him again and it's great. I feel like we're, we're at the milk again. Like all of our roles have nothing to do with what we're doing a lot in our lives. Now it's all about like, I'm, you know, they, they, they talk about me being like school and student government. Like they, they roast right. me for that. Like I'll roast right. like somebody else or something else. It's completely milk energy related. Like, like we haven't had lives since then. It's awesome. Um, and, and I think, I think, uh, you know, as far as like reception from people that like, hasn't been so warm, mm, I think, yeah, I think there's been examples. Like, but if I like run into somebody at homecoming or, or, um, or just like on, on social media, I think sometimes the reception isn't warm, but it is what it is. People got their own reasons for being how they are, right. but there's a, a vast majority. I would say it is pretty warm. And it's like, even if we had beef in school, it's kind of squashed. It's like, we're off grown now. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, so, so, um, hey, hold on real quick. I just wanted to say to your point, like about asking about that, like social media has, change the dynamic of connecting with people or, you know what I mean? Like cats that, that whatever happened to so-and-so they left in third grade and, you know, now they come back and that the chat room, the forum for milk talk has been, I don't know if you got on there yet, Kayvon, but it's been crazy with the stories and people are on there. Like I'm just sitting back. I don't even get into half of it, but you know, everybody's talking and all that. And, you know, of almost a thousand people, I've only seen one negative comment about the milk. You know what I mean? Right, I right. think, with with personalities yeah. and, and and such like you know getting along with or being happy to yeah. see somebody that you didn't know back in the day 
like you said, we're all adults now. So it's like right. you know, yeah. you'd be happy to see somebody if they don't, they don't rock with you, keep it moving. Yeah, right. and, and it's funny because even the negative, if it's brought up negative, it's still flipped into a positive. Oh, yeah. The I dynamic has always turned into a positive because, you know, we got into that thing about the the scouring, the whatever you call it. Hot pans and all that, yeah. yeah. But everybody was like, man, it kind of makes you who you are, man. So if you didn't have to work hard for nothing, I feel like this work is not worth having. That's right. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, um, and I got one other question real quick. And, I, and this is this is like my thing is so and you touched on it briefly and and circumstantially, your situation is uh, kind of, you know, shit or get off the pot type of thing. But when you got out of the milk, like when you, you know, I feel like they dress you up and they, they bring you along, they feed you and then graduation hits. And then it's like, peace out. <laughs> out, man. And now you got to do it on your own. We really ain't got no room for you here, so you can't come back. Good luck. Right. How, how did you feel about that? And 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 you seem like you're a persevering, you're strong. But like, how did you personally feel like at that moment? Yeah, I mean, look, this is a great question. So I actually have a point of view on on at scale, like, collectively, what happens to to milts? Like, why I think why I think certain milts. Uh, do really well out out of um, outside of Milton Hershey versus some some other milts maybe maybe don't do as well. Um, and I, I have like a theory on this. So so my personal experience is I got to college and I was like Mister Everything at Milton Hershey. You know I was like student body president, valedictorian of the class, like like all those things, right? Which in the grand scheme, like they, none of that stuff really matters in the real world. And like to this day, like I don't even think about that stuff. But at the time, like that's what I was, and that was in my head, right? So I was like this dude that's like this um, really, really strong quote, quote unquote prospect out of Milton Hershey going to, to Penn, which is like an Ivy league school. Ivy league, Again, yeah. I was going, Oh, I was going to one of the best business schools in the country. And you go, I already expected like you're going to go to school with a bunch of people who were the quote unquote K bonds of their respective, of, of their respective places. And in my case, like those kids are a lot more, I would say impressive than I, uh, than I am or was on, on paper, like on, you know, SAT scores higher than mine, you know, academically, they could do better than me in a classroom. I was just lucky that I didn't have to compete with them at, at, at Milton Hershey kind of thing. So, so we all go to this like college and, and when we get to college, it's like, I think everybody's going to be approaching this, this, like this pen thing with the same like gratitude and humility that I was. And um, that just wasn't the case. Like a lot of people, it's like, this is where, this is legacy. Like, this is where, where, where they've gone for age. Like their, their parents have gone for mm-hmm. generations. Like right, right. They, they have all the resources. They have people who um, were in their schools or in their families that can actually advise them on how to go through this thing. Whereas like, I didn't really have that much of that from Milton Hershey, although I did have some, there were some people who had like pockets and new people had some experiences, which was really helpful, but I just had a lot less of it than they did. And I think in my mind, as I, I was like a lot younger, a lot more immature, but I was thinking about like how many disadvantages I had uh, thinking I was just like underdog. And I really struggled in like my first semester, you know, cause I got out and I was like, you know, playing like, it was just an assumption default that like every, every, everybody's got this like level playing field now, which wasn't the case. I still, like you said, like I didn't have anywhere to go back to during winter break or summer break. I, the mill had like an alumni housing, which was great, but I used that. Like that's all I had, you know, Whereas like, whereas like, uh, you know, my, my classmates didn't have that. And I think the first, the first semester I really struggled 
Um, but I think what, what really brought me out of it was that when I, after my first semester, I was like, okay, like, should I even stay at the school? Should I transfer to somewhere where I'm more of a fit? Blah, blah, all, all these like things. And then I was like, look, the one thing that I, there's a lot that I don't have compared to the kids I'm, I'm with now, but the one thing I do have that they don't have is I got the perspective of somebody who came from the street, but I'm in the same place as everybody else who has access to anything that they want to get in this world. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the, the bottom of the bottom and I've seen the top of the top. And I'm fortunate enough to say that I could embody a lane where my perspective could be so unique that I could just think about all of these things we have in a whole new way. I've experienced what, you know, what, what crime looks like, you know, and in, in within your own household, let alone your community or your city. I've seen how drugs can, can negatively impact your, your community. I've, I've seen like income inequality and, and experienced it firsthand. And now how can we take these concepts that I'm learning in school to like make it more real? So that helped me learn a lot more. And the other thing was I have a dream for like what I want to do in terms of my creative stuff. I love creating, I love making music, but I just love creating things, period. How do I take what I'm learning here and, and, and make myself better at that and vice versa? How do I take my unique skills and gifts and perspectives to make myself, you know, do really well at the school. And then lastly, I need to take away this assumption that like nobody else at my school went through something hard in their lives. That's not true. There are always people who went through something hard. So I just had to find my communities. And the other thing is that like, even if other kids on the outside, like had a lot more than me, like these are the kids I'm going to school with now and everybody has a struggle. I don't care where they came from. And lastly, like if, if they're perceived as not having a lot of struggles because they've had a lot in their lives, I want my kids to have what they have one day. Like I don't want my kids to go through what, what I had to go through. So if anything, I should be learning from them, mm-hmm. right? So all of that to say that, like, you know, once I put all that together in my head, it was like, it was like, I never looked back and, and, and everything got, got a lot better. And, and just to bring it back to what I think this teaches me about other adults who graduated, um, I think there's this transitional period, right? Where everybody goes through it, whether you're from the mill or not, where you're going to college or the world or whatever you did after, after, after high school. And you struggle. I saw it in my classmates who, who had a lot more than I did growing up. It's just like that first either semester or freshman year. It's like you struggle because this is different. This is a transition. But what I've noticed is that like the kids who I went to school with and stuff like that, a lot of them came out of that struggle because they had a lot of support. They had a big support system behind them, which is great. And that's why they're able to succeed and do all the crazy great things that they do in their lives. Whereas Milt's, because like you said, you just go and then, you know, it's like, you can't really come back here. You got to go make something of your, of your life. We struggle in that transition. You lose a lot of people in that transition. They either drop out or they lose all the confidence or the motivation or they make mistakes that they can't recover from. And you lose all these notes, right? But then what I've noticed is that the kids, the, the milts specifically, who make it through that transition, just like everybody else did that, that had a lot coming out of, out of school, those milks that make it through that transition, they flourish. They excel well beyond a lot of those kids that had a lot more than them growing, growing up because they know how to overcome adversity. They know how to do all these unique things that like I mentioned that I was able to do. A lot of them do that. So I think like in summary, I think that's the biggest opportunity for, for Milton Hershey. And I think they've done a really good job of that since I've graduated. I think they've grown in this a lot. Much credit to Pete Kurt and, and everybody else. I think they've gotten so much better at this and that's why we're seeing more success. But I think like focusing on that success immediately after graduating from school and getting through that transition is key. Cause when Milt's make it through that, 
they really excel and they really shine. That's what I think there. Nice. Well, um, thank you. Wanted, yeah, no, absolutely. That, 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 you hit it right on the head because it wasn't like that when we were there. <laughs> no. They gave us $100 in a suitcase and said, good luck. They gave me 35 bucks. So I got 35 bucks. Better just like everybody else. I had to pay for my cross country sneakers that I stole. <laughs> what did you owe for it, Gully? But see, what I was going to say, Kayvon, I just wanted to. Did we lose? Take a minute and could you tell us about what's going on with you musically? Um, you know, I just want to, oh. where people can find the music, what you're working on right now, you know, let us know what's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still making a lot of music. It's all at kayvonmusic.com, K A Y V O N music.com. That's where all my links are. Social media, if you just go into any social media, you need to type my name or type Kayvon Music as one word, you'll find it. Spotify, Kayvon Music, or Apple Music. You know, iTunes, whatever you use, it's, it's, it'll be pretty easy to find. Um, yeah, I, I would say that, like, look, the music was, like, in high school, everybody knew I was trying to do it. Um, and, like, they supported out of, like, being friendly. And then college, well, yeah. And then, and then college, like, I really started to get a lot better at it. But I was, like, a college, you know, Philadelphia, uni- like, Philadelphia local university type college rapper. I wasn't, like, Nobody else really knew me beyond that, but I was like a pretty, pretty well-known music entity at my school. And then in the real world, it's like, there, there's no pocket like that. Like there was a university. So I've been having to like reinvent my presence. And I would say like, I'm really, I'm really a nobody in the grand scheme of things when it comes to making music. Um, and I'm fully aware of that, but I think where I am in my journey of, in my journey of like creating period is that, is that, um, I'm, um, um, uh, like the, the people who do follow me on, on my social media stuff. And like, I'm like 8,000 monthly listeners on Spotify and probably like 4,600 followers on IG. And then there's like oh. some other numbers on, on, um, on the other things. It's not, it's not like huge, but the people who do like follow my stuff, they, they love it. Like we have a community, like I'm really in touch with my like social community there. And where I'm at now is like, I can't rely on the institution of like, being the Milton Hershey rapper or being the university of Penn rapper kind of guy. I need to like be a legit like entity on my own. So what I've been focusing a lot of my time on is like specifically growth. How do I grow my presence on these platforms? What is the way that, what are the tactics and techniques you need to use to actually grow a presence? And it's different. Like growing on IG is different from growing on TikTok, from growing on Spotify, like all and Facebook, like, um, it's it's all there. Yeah. It's honing your craft in terms of the art itself. And also how do you, how do you format it to fit and communicate and extend and extend and expand within that perspective uh, platform? And I'm seeing a lot of success there, especially now while we've been uh, staying at home and, um, and everybody's relying a lot more on connecting with their, with their audiences uh, online. So my, you know, I would say like, again, like people who have already quote unquote joined the party, they know what it is, but like, there's a lot more people that, that need to, that need to figure it out. So one of my big goals right now is just like creating a bunch growing the presence. And I think if we like check back in, in a year where, where my goals are, where I'm projected to be in a year, my mind is, is going to be like very, very exciting. So that's where I'm at in my journey. Well, you, you got four new, you, four new uh, yeah. followers in us. You know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate it. Support, man. Yeah, no I, doubt. I, I can't wait to check out some of the music and, and listen and support, man. It's about the craft. It's about getting better yeah. at the craft, and it only takes one hit, brother. It only takes one hit. <laughs> yep. so, the only other thing I wanted to talk about before we let you go, man, is, uh, you know, we're trying to work on these segments, and we want to know, um, what was your least favorite chore at the mill? Wow. <laughs> we got we to get into it. 
Oh man, man I, I don't know if I particularly liked any chore. <laughs> Amen. You, you know, um, so I, I hated deep cleans. We used to do deep cleans like every Saturday, every every month or every other week sometimes. So like when we had to do like the baseboards, like pick up the couches and get behind that the beds and all day, that. Like bro. that was every day. That was every day, was bro. Every- <laughs> yeah, nah, y'all had like old people. <laughs> nah, nah, but uh, <laughs> I really didn't like uh, 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 the the kitchen floor. No. That was one of one of, that was one of the, the choice. I really liked Hopper. That's the like, you don't like when you didn't. You like Hopper? You did like. I Hopper. liked Hop. I liked oh. Hopper because I was nice with it. Like yeah, the pad, I, I used to get in all the crevices, but floor was hard because the thing is, you sweep and then you miss a corner and it messes up your whole wash. Whole floor, and then yeah. and then the other the other is that I'll sweep. I'll go to get the um the the bucket with the with the soap and the water. And then somebody will come in and they, they will have like gotten something on the on the floor and I have to sweep it again. Nah, um, beef and broccoli, we rumbling over that. That's yeah. Man, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like, stay out of here. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Uh, all right. And so then the last one is what was your favorite or least favorite meal at the mill? <laughs> uh <laughs> oh, fa- oh favorite is um does the do desserts count or it has to be Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so my uh oh man, so I used to I used to really like we used to have this uh Texas sheet cake um where where it was just like a big chocolate cake. I'm a big chocolate guy, but I could go forever with like desserts. I love desserts. I, I had a house mom who used to make blondies and then I had another house mom who used to make like all kinds of things. So so I, I, I was eating good. Well. So I think my least. I think yeah. I think my least favorite. Well. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you my least favorite. So um, I appreciate that my house friends that these house friends did this. By the way, like one of my favorites that, that my house dad made was like these breakfast sandwiches. But I'm that he made for for breakfast. But but my least favorite that he made was um, we used to get these whole wheat pancakes mm. because they were trying to be healthy instead of like the regular pancakes. And then the whole wheat pancakes that didn't have chocolate chips. It just like tasted like a piece of like wheat earth. bread, and then you try to put syrup on it. We had like the light syrup, and I swear you just put the, the syrup on the pancake, and it just soaks in the pancake <laughs> because it's wheat, so it doesn't drizzle down. No, no, none pancake. of that. It just soaks <laughs> in the pancake. I'm like, when do I stop? <laughs> Yo, who were those house parents? Uh, the McHughes. The McHughes are great. They were the first first house friends I've ever had. And again, they, they made the Texas sheet cake. They made the breakfast sandwiches, a lot of other good things. But man, I hated the, the, the whole wheat pancakes. Man, that's what's up. <laughs> Brother, man, thank you so much for sharing with us, man. We, we, we're so happy to have you on. Uh, like I said, hopefully down the road, we'll be able to have you back on again. We wish you nothing but luck and love. And uh, yeah, man. I want I want to say like, yo, Brother, hold on to, you said a couple things. And one thing that messed me up, you said something about cross-functional leadership with you and the other cats. That was, I was like, Mills say cross-functionality. So that was, <laughs> that was, that was for starters. And, and, and so you talked about just not being funny, but being a leader that could be funny. So my thing is, right. these are things I feel like hold on to. And the last thing you said that I really, that I wrote it down, and I feel like everybody should, if they can hold on to this message is, Yo, you can change a burden and and make it into a blessing. Mm. And so I want I want you to remember that, man, because the times ain't always going to be easy. Yeah. But just remember all the hard work you put in, 
and that, yo, man, your burden is now your blessing, man. So mm. I just wanted to tell you that. Thank you for sharing. Yes, with, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. I Kat. appreciate that. Thanks. No, without a doubt. Uh, you know, before we wrap up, the last thing I just want to say mm. is two things. Um, one, I would encourage anybody who's watching this now, um, if, if you took nothing from, or watching or listening, if you took nothing from, from what we talked about, I think the most important thing that I shared was, was, was around this idea of if there's something you want to be or something you want to do, you got to go ahead and be that thing and do that thing and figure out every way that you can do it. And I know that's kind of, um, it, it seems like overly optimistic. It seems like, uh, it seems like very, very ideal, idealistic as well. But I just think, especially now while we're working from home and, and I know a lot of people have like, unfortunately lost their jobs or, or like these, these are just really hard times for, for our entire world. But I think now is a, a be, the best opportunity to try to figure out, okay, what is it that I, I want to learn? Um, and, 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 and how do I, how do I develop that skill uh, and use the internet to be a friend because you could honestly Google anything. So I guess like the first thing that's been really top of mind for me is like, just like they taught us at the mill to be resourceful. I would just really encourage folks to be resourceful now. And then um, another thing, I think like the other lessons that are like really important are the ones that, ones that you just brought up. Um, so, so maybe distilling those in one place would be great. But the other thing is about this particular podcast. Um, if you guys want, we, I know we don't have a lot of time right now, but if you guys want to talk more offline, I want to find out ways that you got, you guys get your podcast out in more places. Cause I'm kind of in the business of, of getting media out there. So like, you know, whether it's getting your podcast on Spotify or iTunes, if it's not there already, or like maybe distilling some of the pieces down into like the most important nuggets and putting those yeah. out on like Twitter or IG, like whatever strategy we could get so that pe more people can hear the stories that you guys are doing such a great job of making sure are told. Um, let me know because I'm, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. And I would just ask that you keep it up. We appreciate it. And we're going to take you up on that. Thank we're still in the, in the process of building this thing and we're trying to build it, you know, organically through with through and with family so we're gonna cool. take you up on that i know warner will reach out to you and and uh you know again it'd be great to have you part of the family um and and thank you all right yeah, thank, thank you, you guys really appreciate it all, all right. right be safe all right. Thank, you. all right thank you man peace peace peace